Today is Monday, May 27th, 2019. Memorial Day. So thank you to all the troops who have been and are still at war everywhere on our behalf to protect and further our country, our lives, and our industry. And the empire. Today we will be watching Is There a Global War Coming? On YouTube, links in the description below. George Friedman at Brain Bar. But before we get into this, I want to touch upon last week's topic. We watched The Venus Project. And could you help me with that man's name? Jacques Fresco. Jacques Fresco. And after thinking about it for a week, because we just watched it, we recorded it, we shared our initial thoughts, I, I had an idea. Jacques really wants us, kind of like Kevin from Black Bear News, like many people, to scale back our industry, to cut down on how much we are using fossil fuels. It just in general, we overproduce, we mass consume, and they're suggesting that we reduce how much we are burning, creating, selling, and that we share more. Here's the thing. That type of limit doesn't work for everyone. When you put someone in a box and say you can only have this much, even if it's just, you know, even if it's enough to survive, it's just, it's just not enough for some people. I think, and this might be a little far out, but I think we have to fuck our way into the future. Which, I think we have to overproduce. We have to have, a, you know, the baby boom is a sign of that. We have to have as many kids as possible. And we're doing that. Our population is in, in, in a, you know, uh, what's that called when the, the curve goes? Bell curve. Yeah. Like straight up, it looks like. We've got 7 billion headed towards 8 billion people. The, ho the hockey stick. Yeah, the hockey stick. Exactly. So we are, we are fucking our way into this absurd number of people on the planet. And I think that's when we find geniuses. That's when we discover solutions because we have so many minds that someone breaks through, breaks us free uh, of the, you know, the bondage of industry, fossil fuels, carbon, war. I don't think that we can reduce what we're doing to save ourselves because there's so many of us. I think we have to keep turning up the volume to 11 and, and hopefully find a solution before we all end up dead. <laughs> well, you always end up where you, where you, you know, where you're going to go. Right. Um, uh, that's basically what we've done for the last, uh, 70 years is uh, we've hit the gas. Yeah. And now we find ourselves in what Guy McPherson um, terms the predicament. Um, it's not something that we chose uh, to do. It's just we were born into it. And, you know, it's like a merry-go-round that's going too fast to get off, so we're just kind of stuck on there um and of course while we're there we're we're trying to grasp for the brass ring um you know we're just we're we're, we're making 
the most of a very um, chaotic and insane um, paradigm situation predicament. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We're 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 not going to let go easily. We're not going to go into that night easily. Um, and it's not, you know, we don't do anything or we very seldom do things we should do until we're forced to. And the forcing is, is coming. It's, it's all around us, whether you see it or not, agree with it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's coming, you know. Or maybe that pressure is necessary for us to produce a concentrated solution. And I'm, I'm, I know that that's being, uh, hopeful. That's, that's smoking that hopium because really we, by all measures, scientifically agreed upon around the world are headed for catastrophe in one form or another, Mm -hmm. whether it's self-created weather systems, war, or randomized like an asteroid. We have evidence of this. We've been wiped out. We've had to start over. It can happen and we're not prepared, but at the same time, maybe the only way we get prepared, we find something that can really help us is by overfucking, overproducing, overconsuming, and hopefully stumbling across a solution. Like I think of silly putty. It was an accident. So was Roundup, glyphosate. Now, those are apples and oranges, but I'm just saying we find things on our way to try and either compete and outdo the other so we win or or out of necessity because we have to squeeze through this little tiny hole and some, you know, maybe we'll splatter. Maybe the whole human race will splatter across the wall. We won't fit, but maybe we'll find something that allows us Mm-hmm. to quantumly travel through to the other side safely as a species and continue our evolution rather than our extinction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some days you're the bug, some days you're the windshield. Yeah. So, um, so with that in mind, let's get into tonight's video. George Freeman at Brain Bar. Is there a global war coming? And that's kind of the premise that he is following on. And with the demonstration of how all the technology that we hold dear today are our smartphones um, and all the technology that went into that for between for missile guidance systems and and communications between you know labs that needed to share information for high-tech security reasons and so on and so forth yeah, that was really fascinating, actually. Uh, I knew some of it, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how the chip was developed. Was it during World War II? For World War II for guidance. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of the Cold War. So it was for guidance, missile guidance systems. Well, you talked about how the digital camera was developed during the Cold War specifically because they needed to spy on enemies. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I never knew this. Up until that point, they could only use film Mm -hmm. and they physically had to drop the film canister after it had exposed itself and taken a photograph to earth. 
mm-hmm. and then find that canister and then develop that film. And then they could see mm-hmm. what their enemies were doing. And then they realized we need to do this mm-hmm. some, some other method digitally, obviously was mm-hmm. the solution there. And now we all can send digital photographs, digital everything instantaneously because we had to spy on our enemy because we wanted to win the cold war at that time or world war two, whatever it was. It's always mm-hmm. winning war allows us to have access to technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warfare is, is kind of the mother's milk of technological advancement. Um, that seems to be a pretty key component in our species. Um, yeah, it's actually not even winning war. It's just war. It's just war, war. leads to access to higher technology. Mm-hmm. War and, by other means, yeah. Yeah. So, because I feel like all tech was developed from war. All technology, every tool that we have could also be developed from war, used for war, but may have an alternate use in society that isn't violent as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of technology, too, also starts out as, as non-warfare related. And we automatically always seem to quickly come to the conclusion that, oh yeah, we can use that to kill somebody. Yeah. A rock, let's play baseball, let's play catch, or let's stone that guy to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dynamite, right? So, um, uh, Nobel, uh, you know, invented dynamite as, as a tool for mining and, Shortly after he created it or invented it, it was used as a weapon of war. And he always um, was was very upset about that. And that's why we have the Nobel Prize is, is for peace and all that, you know, because it was like he had to, you know, it was used for something he didn't intend it for. I didn't know that. And yeah, Alfred Nobel. And Nobel invented dynamite. Mm-hmm. Nobel Prize, like the highest honor of like... For peace, yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> yeah, so he, he invented dynamite as a tool for, for mining, I believe, and uh, some Yahoo grabbed it and blew up his buddy, and, and uh, there you go. Alfred Nobel, explosives company, trademark. Mm-hmm. Dynamite, Nobel, nitroglycerin, and that. Wow, I had no idea, man. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Prize for peace goes to the is 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 from the dude who made dynamite. There you go. You're telling me he he just made it as a tool initially. That's the history. Yeah, yeah. He was just making it. You know, way you know, mining. I'm sure it was all about mining. And uh, yeah, yeah. There it is. Nitroglycerin and dynamite. Nitroglycerin was first invented by Italian chemist. Aschiano Sobrero in 1846. In its natural liquid state, nitroglycerin is very volatile. Mm-hmm. Nobel understood this and in 1866 discovered that mixing nitroglycerin with silica would turn the liquid into a malleable paste called dynamite. And Nobel is the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Alfred Nobel invented dynamite after whom the Nobel Peace Prize is named. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it whether you're, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all down to the individual using the tool, the technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I get what uh and I get I, what George is saying. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like medicine. So most of our modern 
medicine, Western medicine that is, um, is derived from uh, working on the battlefield, you know, learning how to work with people who have had sustained very serious injuries on the battlefield, and that's where most of modern Western medicine is derived from. So, another thing, you know, everything kind of weaves in and out of war. It seems to be a pretty continuous thing. Um, so, if we want to riff on that and, and use that as Jack Fresco's call to reimagine how we do things, um, being that, you know, we've always seemed to follow this warfare hypothesis through our species and we can't seem to break away from it and you know the psychopaths are are running things and run things and and manage things and we just follow along so i think what friedman is coming out of that mindset where it's like it's an inescapable prison you can't break out of so you might as well get used to it. And I think Jack Fresco was trying to at least, you know, try to start the conversation in the other direction. It was like, no, we don't have to keep doing that. You know, it's, you know, the, the, the example or the definition of an insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over again, except expecting different results, right? So... You know, that's, and that's kind of where we need to, we need to break from. We need to break the insane psychopathic tendencies. We need to keep, we need to stop showing up for war. Every time a psychopath, you know, decides to start some kind of argument and, and war, and we need to just say, no, fuck you, and just stop. And it's not going to stop until we grow a brain and stop being morons and just say, no, not this time. And unless and until then, we're, we're not going to grow, we're not going to develop, we're not going to move on. Okay, so now that makes me think about the conversation that we were having about the book Giants. Because there's a page in that book that talks about the hierarchy of corporations and who is in control who really has power and it's confusing because there's all these arrows pointing to different boxes and then they point to each other and it looks like you can't really tell who's in power no no it's uh there's i've seen there's something like six thousand individuals on this planet at any given time that basically hold all the keys to power and control so that would mean that it's, it has nothing to do necessarily with the general public, what we want as common people, no. they, those, whatever that number is, the individuals at the top have an interest in continuing war because then they stay at the top because they are at the top of industry. And therefore, if they're providing the guns, the bullets, the latest drones, mm -hmm. whatever that war technology is whether it's microchips or cameras or internet they're able to provide it get paid for it and stay at the top so they need war 
in order to continue providing that service that gives them the power, which gives them the power to make war. You see what I'm saying? I'm just repeating this cycle. Well, it's, it's, that's a component of it. Um, basically warfare is population control. You know, it's, they need to keep us fighting with each other, right? You know, a, a country divided against itself cannot stand. Um, so you keep, you keep us divided, whether it's religions or politics or anything, just pick anything, race, you name it. If you find a way to, to separate people and you can get them to take it out on each other. Meanwhile, you can feed both sides of the argument and the conflict and you can make a tidy profit on it. And that's kind of the way they, they do it. And we just kind of keep playing along because we're not that intelligent. And in fact, we're getting dumber, dumber by the year. Um, Idiocracy is, is not a movie. It's a documentary. So, um, you just have to kind of, you have to stop playing along if you, and if you don't, well, you know, you, you kind of get what you, you play for. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying. I can appreciate what you're saying, but for most people, myself included, I feel that there's so little I can do. Let's really say that there's 6,000 people at the top who are controlling war industry, therefore technology and therefore society banking and sure. Yeah, so I, so. I, not even going to the population control uh, in terms of numbers, mm -hmm. not, not even going there. Just talking about controlling a population. Yeah, it's, it's you, once you get control of their mind and, and, you know, their means of commerce and their food and the, the water they drink and the air they breathe and, you know, the house they live in or don't live in. Um, yeah, it's, you control every aspect of their, of the livelihoods, the life of, a, of every human being. And you can pretty much dick with them as much as you want. So that makes me think of uh, something that Alex said when we were kids, uh, like 13, 14 years old. He had this idea that maybe modern society, the way we were set up to own houses, be in debt, was modern slavery or mm -hmm. or imprisonment he specifically said it's kind of like you're in jail don't you think about it like you mm -hmm. have to go to the same house the same job site and you're kind of locked in mm -hmm. well that's like what we covered on, on our conversation last time slavery but you know which every, which is okay so we're all slaves and every slave's ultimate goal is to be a slave owner so we just kind of keep right progressing Right. Same insanity. But the conditions of being a slave have gotten much better. And by that, I mean, if there is a control of the population, like if there are 6,000 people keeping us at war, determining which technologies roll out so they can have power and continue their control over us, then one of the good things to do is like make the jail cell cozier, make it more comfortable, mm -hmm. provide more forms of entertainment provide more forms of interconnectivity 
uh, don't give them full access to the world, but allow the jail to basically have pool tables and, and you know, tennis courts, you know what I'm saying? Like metaphorically, mm-hmm. so that you stay busy in your little cell so that mm-hmm. when you come home and you look at your TV or your cell phone, or you go on your computer, you're satisfied and mm-hmm. you don't rebel. Yeah, exactly. You just got to kind of, you know, uh, opiate for the masses. As and they say. to yeah. me, that means that they must be protecting something and now this is me just going out on a limb. It's a little conspiratorial, but other than their power to me, and I have no evidence of this really, I just think, well, if only 6,000 people really have full access to our reality, our world, our earth, I think then they have better medicine. They have better tech that they're not releasing yet. Oh, absolutely. They're living a different life. They're living in a different reality just because they know more have more and don't have to worry about as much so they might live longer and be able to live more fully and experience more abundant life mm-hmm. yeah it would be naive to think in any other way on that part you know it's so then that makes me want to be them so that takes me back to being wanting to be the slave <laughs> owner well i think um not really. I don't want to oppress anyone. I just want the same access that they have. Okay. Well, I think like, so the conversation starts with how do we extricate ourselves from this endless hamster wheel of stupidity? Um, and so that's kind of what we're left with is, okay, how many of us can get smart, smart enough, fast enough, to figure out how to keep our own thing going, you know, and they've already figured their way out. You know, they've, they've done whatever they, you know, they're, they've done, they have all the keys to the castle and, you know, all the tech that was denied us over the last hundred years. And, you know, they have their golden parachute, their, um, their life raft and whatever that means, you know, where they've built underground cities and it's, it's light years ahead of where we're at or, or hundreds of years ahead of where we're at technologically. And we've just kind of left to, to argue over the crumbs and, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And so, and then course that follows along is okay well if that's the deal well um are 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 we were really worth salvaging saving i mean are we you know just destined to be you know tossed on the the dust heap of of history and just be another failed species so it's a philosophical question and uh okay hold on before we go on to that let me go back to underground bases bro Mm -hmm. because that's again what i want i want a big underground bunker for all of my family and friends Mm -hmm. so that we can survive any cataclysm at any time Mm -hmm. and that that makes me think of course they those them the one percent of the one percent the 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 ones who are controlling the puppeteers oz they have these already established they've got underground bases everywhere maybe even underground cities it looks like there's evidence that previous civilizations 
had similar setups. Mm -hmm. Large areas where thousands of people, if not tens of thousands of people could go, like the scans that we've seen below the Giza Plateau recently, where the, these huge caverns exist, football field size, and they're square. They were intentionally put there with tunnels connecting each other. So I, I think of all that and I think of, okay, in the past, this has already happened. Mm -hmm. We've had these high civilizations like our own that have had to survive, that had access to information, that built things like the pyramids that we still don't fully understand. No. And they also had to go through times of war, tragedy, famine, eruption, asteroids, who knows, floods. And we're still here. People are still here. So we still have a place at the table. It's really this philosophical question. It's not for us to decide. We're just all supposed to try our best and see if we survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life must go on. And the thing that I would like is more people to have access to these underground bases. I'd like us to have a base set up on Mars. And this makes me think of Elon Musk because, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's doing both right now. I think that's kind of part of his, his overall his MO. goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MO. Yeah, for sure. Because it seems like he's a smart guy, obviously. He's got Tesla. He's smarter he's, than, yeah. Yeah. He's trying to get us off the planet so we have a second base in the event that one of our homes get wiped out. We have two. I like that. He's also trying to drill underground with the boring company. Mm -hmm. He's setting up these tunnels that are, oh man, they're enormous. I'll pull them up real quick here. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. He's oh. already in the process of doing this. So the idea that he's creating underground bases and he's also trying to get a second home for us on another planet. This is what I mean by maybe we have to fuck ourselves into the future. We have to make as many minds as possible. So we have as many people thinking about solutions and providing answers. Mm -hmm. So it's not just locked off to these 6,000 with power. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you always have to have a backup plan, um, ideally. And I think there are, you know, enough individuals aside from the 6,000 that supposedly run and control everything um, that will figure out a little little niche on the side to uh, set up their own thing. And I think Elon Musk is probably one of those kind of individuals. So, you know, I guess we all have to uh, get to be friends with Elon really fast or get as smart as Elon really fast. Or <laughs> just keep doing what we're doing, which is fucking everything mm -hmm. and making more people, which gives us more opportunity to have a person that really can make a difference and save us all. We're basically trying to produce Christ-like figures through fucking each other. Well, I mean, we there's, yeah. So, our, the human being, our fertility rates are down and dropping pr pretty precipitously. Even more reason to keep fucking now. Well, and then, you know, they've, they're going through the whole process of outlawing abortion in several states, which has got a few people's dander up um <laughs> it's because that's insane well you know whatever it's you know everybody's got to make their own choice you know um so but it's you know we're it's we've only got so many more cycles left i mean there was there's 
40 or 60 more uh, planting cycles left, something they calculated out, you know. Um, really? Is this yeah. Guy McPherson, Paul Beckwith? Mm, I don't know if it's, it's, it's kind of along that stream, but it's something that's, I've heard in, in the last few weeks or so that there's, there's only so many growing cycles left. They've kind of, you know, mathematically calculated it out and, and, and then after that, it's basically, um, end of the deal there, end of the line. So. Who who's calculated that out? I I want to find that study. Yeah, I want to read that there shit. You go. So you know what is the? I'm looking for it right now. Mm -hmm. Planting cycles of 2019. Mm -hmm. Or how many planting cycles left? How many growing cycles are estimated? Um. Yeah. yeah. I would need to see that information. I. It's not that I. Of course, it could all end now, but. It doesn't mean it's going to all these predictions, whether it's Y2K, which you brought up earlier, the Mayan fucking calendar yeah. or the latest, you know, science article that says CO2. Once we hit this point, this parts per million, it's all over. No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that until we're there and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know until you're there. That's kind of the thing, you know, which to me means you don't know, right. You don't know when the ride's over until it's over. Oh dude, the ride, Bill Hicks, the ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right, man. Dig it. Yeah, man. Because those people who don't know they're, it's a ride, they're freaking out, man. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I kind of like the idea of staying cool, staying calm, doing what you can, provide whatever information you think is important. If there's something significant that you saw, you heard, echo it. But otherwise, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. kind of enjoy your time, have a beer, have a smoke, you know, eat some dinner with your family or whatever, just have someone you care about or just chill on your own. But chill. And if it's over, then it's over well, and if it's not then mm -hmm. do what you can and keep fucking more people out so we can have someone smart enough to solve all this shit yeah well you know it's not over till the fat lady sings right so yeah i guess yeah mm -hmm. yeah well all right back to this uh george freeman at brain bar before we wrap up here mm -hmm. is there a global war coming that was the video and here's the thing there's been a global war since we started it hasn't stopped mm -hmm. there are different names sometimes we say it's a world war sometimes we say it's a, a regional a, war a regional war but war has been going on and is going on everywhere at all times and specifically the empire of america we've been invading more than others and holding down like george mm -hmm. friedman said it's memorial day and we wouldn't have the freedom and the ability to record this without mm -hmm. it so it's well, a conundrum well, because whether you're for it or against it, it exists and we should just kind of be grateful. Well, you see, Memorial Day wasn't originally about uh, recognizing the troops, you know, the sacrifice of the troops. Basically, Memorial Day was about remembering our dead loved ones. And somewhere along the line, through some kind of propaganda, we switch to using it. It's it's another military propaganda agenda. It's kind okay. of it's kind of like the kind of like the guys on the football team standing up for the um, national anthem. So that was a, that's a recent thing. Okay, hold on, hold on. One thing at a time. No, it's, let it's, me it's, read it's, the it's, history of Memorial Day, and it says originally Decoration Day. 
So when I, when I type in the history of Decoration Day, we get Memorial Day history. Three years after the Civil War ended on May 5th, 1868, the head of an organization of Union veterans, the Grand Army of the Republic, established Decoration Day as a time for the nation to decorate the graves of the war dead with flowers. So I'm not saying that the internet knows everything, but mm-hmm. they are suggesting that Memorial Day was originally a day to decorate the graves and then was changed over in 1971 to Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they the just official changed, federal holiday. Yeah. They, they made it an official federal holiday, right? Yeah, they just changed the name. Uh, either way, um, I don't know what is right. I know that I am grateful to have access to information. I know that I am satisfied to be a slave in a way because I've, it's better than ever in terms of all oppressed people. We are the least oppressed, or at least it feels like we all have the internet. We all have electricity. We, you know what I mean? We all have hot water. And at least if you're, if you're in a modern society, you have this ability to live a life that people in castles who were cold and having to defend their land from the Mongols, like it's just better than it's ever been. And it might not be the best. Maybe we don't have access to that secret live forever medicine that the 1% of the 1% who are, you know, drinking baby blood like vampires (laughs) to to continue living like Methuselah to the, you know, 900th year. Uh, But Although, you know, I don't want to drink baby blood. I don't want to hurt anyone. I'd like to have access to, to higher technologies. Well, we get puppy blood. <laughs> yeah, puppy and kitty blood. That's what it is. Yeah. We can only afford puppy blood. Puppy and blood. Puppy and kitty Kit, blood. Yeah. Kitten blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kitten blood. Mm. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. they hook you. That's, 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 that's the gateway. That's, there you go. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It's the gateway, you know, life extension drug. Yeah. <sighs> Man, mm-hmm. life extension. That's a whole other separate show that we'll certainly get into because <laughs> there are many people I'd like to talk to uh, on that, uh, talk about on that topic. But mm-hmm. I think for now we should wrap this up because is, is there a global war coming? It's already here. It hasn't stopped since Genghis Khan all the way down until, you know, uh, Desert Storm and 9-11 and Venezuela and everything that we're into at all times as this American empire, again, Watch Abby Martin if you don't know what I'm saying. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen that yet, check her out. Mm-hmm. But we are, we've always benefited from technology that, that may have been invented as a result of war or the technology is used for war. But that benefit of having higher tech, of furthering ourselves, that's not going to stop. That's nothing new. It's, you know, this guy, George, he's kind of saying like, because we all use iPhones, we should feel guilty and be aware that war is coming. Okay. Well, we should be guilty. Well, how about everything we use? Uh, The scissors that cut your hair could kill someone. The car you drive, you know, it came from a factory that used to make tanks. The the fuel that you use in your home to keep yourself warm and make sure that the, you know, you have hot water to wash your debt. Feel bad about everything. Feel bad. No, how about just feel grateful and contribute what you can Mm -hmm. and then shut up. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not on the receiving end of uh, this, the other side of it. You mean being, yeah, 
Well, sitting there and having a drone, you know, send a cruise missile into your living room. In the words of Guy McPherson, a, a sexually transmitted disease that, ends that in at death. birth ends in death. Mm -hmm. And that's what life is. No one knows how we're here, why we're here, what we're supposed to do, or how we can really help anyone, including ourselves. All I can really say is thank you. I like existing, and I hope it continues for all of us. At least until next week. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Ciao.